Good morning, Merry Christmas. My name is Andrea, and I've got um, two readings for us this morning, for us here and for those who are online, so please follow along. First reading is from Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room or no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what he had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And then we go to Titus chapter 2 starting at verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Amen. Thank you, Andrea. Christmas is the day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. It's a day that God sent his son into the world as he promised he would. And the question I have for us this morning is, why did God send Jesus? And I'm going to explain it to you, 
by telling you a story, uh, and it's a story written by uh, a famous Australian missionary, Dr. Paul White, who, if you're of a certain generation, I would suggest a generation older than me, you were brought up on many of these stories. Uh, there's a story from the Jungle Doctor series, Hands Up If You've Heard of That. There you go, some of them. So there you go. Well, you might have heard this story before. It's a story set in East Africa, and it's told by a young East African man called Dowdy to a small boy called Gulu. In the part of East Africa where Gulu, uh, Gulu the, the herd boy, lived, there was thornbush jungle clearings where grass grew. Great spreading buyu trees, lots of birds and often lions. And one morning, one of these lions sprang from behind a bush, knocked the boy unconscious and made off with his goat. So Gulu was carried off to the local missionary hospital. Can you imagine going to the emergency in the children's hospital and the triage nurse comes to you and says, so boy, what uh, happened to you? And you say, well, I was playing with my goat and a lion attacked me. Can you imagine that? Well, that's what happened to this boy. People live in different ways in different parts of the world, don't they? Anyway, the jungle doctor and his assistant, Dowdy, worked hard to save his life. And for a time, little Gulu was very ill. So Dowdy quietly told the boy Gulu about Jesus, the Son of God. And over the next few days, slowly Gulu gradually improved and gradually improved. His wounds started to heal and he began to take an interest in what was happening around him. And he, he noticed from his hospital bed that there were lots of kind of decorations being put up around the hospital ward. These were decorations for Christmas. And he heard the nurses singing about Jesus. But little Gulu had never heard of Christmas or of Jesus. So he said to Daddy, why are all the doctors and nurses putting up these decorations? And Daddy said, oh, we're getting ready for the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ. God sent him to earth nearly 2,000 years ago. And the sick little boy opened his eyes wide and said, Tell me, Daddy, why did God send Jesus? And Daddy smiled. He said, Listen to my story and you'll understand. So Daddy told his story. He said, Everyone in this part of the country knows my dog, Chipwa. His cheerful face and wagging tail. And Gulu nodded because... Gulu's mum and dad wouldn't let him have a, a dog, so every time he saw Chipwa, he would play with Chipwa. He was like his little best buddy. So daddy continued, In the days of planting, Chipwa and I went to my garden to plant potatoes. Chipwa was really excited. He frisked about, his tail wagged quickly, he chased lizards, barked at birds, and investigated many interesting smells. On the path we saw some lion's footprints. So Chipwa cautiously wagged his tail, as if to say, it's okay, there's not been any lions here for a really long time. We came to my garden and I sang as I turned the moist soil with my hoe, preparing it to plant a crop of potatoes. 
Chipwa also dug into the dirt with his back legs, as dogs like to do. And there was a lovely, rich smell of the earth, the cultivated earth, the soil coming up. We were soon ready to plant. I dug the soil into ridges. Into these ridges I carefully planted the potatoes. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw Chipwa was following me. As each potato was covered with brown earth, he came and dug it up. So I whistled to him with friendship in my voice. Small dog, he turned to me, and both his eyes and his tail said joy. You know, little puppies, they just have so much joy. I said, small dog, these potatoes that I'm, I'm planting will be my food in the days of no rain. Now, if you dig up the potatoes, then I'll have nothing to eat, and that will be bad for you because then you'll have nothing to eat. I, I your master, will starve, and you will starve. It's a thing of small wisdom, little dog, to dig up the, the potatoes that I plant, so please don't do it. Do you understand? And he wagged his tail. And I said to myself, I've spoken with kindness. I've explained things with gentleness. Now, behold, he knows, and all will be well. Surely this is the way to help my little dog, Chipwa. So the next day, I, as I went back to the garden, crows squealed in the buyu trees, cheerfully yapping, and Chipwa came with me, wagging his tail. How good did that earth smell? And I worked with the hoe, and then I started planting. And as I did so, Chipwa dug up potato after potato. Chipwa, come here, come here. I raised my voice and became angry. His tail went between his legs, and there was no joy in his eyes anymore. Dog, if you dig up the potatoes, I will go hungry, and you will go hungry. We'll all starve and die. The third day, we set out again. The sun shone, the birds sang, and I with him. Again, I planted, and in my pocket was a bone, a large, juicy bone. I said, it's a good thing to reward those who understand and obey. But as the first row was planted, I saw Chipwa move to the place and his feet were just about to scratch when quickly I came forward and held out the bone with the meat on it. And I smiled to him. Bones are food for dogs, Chipwa. Not silly old potatoes. Leave the potatoes where I've planted them and they will grow. Then there'll be food for me in the time of harvest and more bones for you. There was deep joy in his eyes. His tail looked like it might wag off. And I thought, now he understands. It's good to be a kind teacher to my dog. Kindness works. I brought light to his mind. So on the final day of planting, Cheap White came with me again. I just finished planting more potatoes in the row when he started to dig up the potatoes again. I sighed an unhappy sigh. What do I do now? Chipwa is my own small dog, and my heart is warm towards him. How shall I make him understand not to dig up the potatoes? I went and sat under the buyu tree and thought many thoughts and said to myself, I've spoken with kindness. I've spoken with severity. I've given gifts. In every way, I've tried to make him understand. 
What can I do now? Then I thought there is one way. Suppose I were to become a dog and talk to him in dog language, then I'll be able to explain everything to him and he will understand. And it was at that very minute that I understood that God feels about me as I felt about my small dog. Then Dowdy said to Gulu, still lying in his hospital bed, on that first Christmas day, God became a man. He was born like we are born. He came to earth as a baby to live and grow and laugh and suffer just like we do. You see, Gulu, it's no easy thing to understand Almighty God who we cannot see. But it's different with Jesus. We can understand him because we know what a man looks like and talks like. So when I try and think of God and my mind goes round and around, I think of Jesus. The Bible tells how wonderfully he taught people and healed them and loved them. He died, he was crucified so that our sins could be forgiven and to make it clear to us what a deadly thing it is to turn our back on him. He proved he really is God by coming back to life. He loves us and he wants us to love him. He wants us to let him take charge of our lives, to let him give us everlasting life. He is alive, he's our friend, our leader, our Lord. And Daddy looked down at Gulu and smiled. That's why God sent Jesus. So this Christmas morning, friends, I hope this story from the Jungle Doctor helps you to see how amazing God is for sending Jesus and how amazing Jesus is for living and dying and rising for you and for me. The gift of his life, death and resurrection was the greatest gift anyone could give. Amen.